This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. You know those shelter cats that people, you know, kind of look at and think, well, maybe, you know, they they might have a be blind in one eye or have a smushed up ear like Dennis or just not the perfect little kitty or cat you were looking for. Well, those cats deserve a loving home too. And Arm and Hammer does something about that. They have a great contest. And we're going to talk today with two of the winners of the most recent contest and also a wonderful, wonderful person and a friend of mine. And she's been on Cat at Tea before and she knows so much about cats. So I can't wait to introduce you to them. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Pam Johnson-Bennett, a cat behavior expert, as well as Beverly Pack who is a one of the winners and Janine Zarate, who is another winner of the perfectly imperfect shelter cat contest that Arm and Hammer just had. So Pam, can you tell us a little bit more about the contest? Sure. During the month of November, Arm and Hammer Feline Generous, they asked cat owners who had adopted cats who we can are called perfectly imperfect, those shelter cats who get overlooked because of age or appearance or medical condition or misunderstood personality that they wanted to share their happily forever after stories. And they uploaded photos or videos to felinegenerous.com. And the campaign wanted to celebrate those people who have gone above and beyond to take those chances and to be an inspiration to people to show these cats are wonderful and easy to adopt and so easy to love. And winners were selected. They selected five winners and the winners received a year's supply of Arm & Hammer cat litter and the shelter of their choice. Each winner got to pick a shelter and each shelter received $10,000. So it was a total of $50,000, which is to date Feline Generous Program's largest single donation. So it's a win-win for everybody. That it is. And we're going to talk with one of the winners right now. Janine, you adopted Buddy. Tell us about Buddy. 
Oh, buddy. <laughs> she- tell us about buddy and then tell us. <laughs> then I want to ask you why you decided to choose an imperfect cat, because it definitely makes it a little more challenging as a pet parent. But I, I know there's, you know, definitely good on the side. But tell us about buddy. So we actually, as a family, adopted her, I'm going to say almost 12 years ago, because she is 12 years, but we didn't get her when she was a baby. She is a black cat. And so when we went to the shelter and we're looking at the cats, she was one of the few that were still there. And she was actually hiding in the back of her cage. Just all you could see were her little eyes just staring out from the cage. And I just have a soft spot in my heart for black cats. I know a lot of people think that they're just bad omens or whatnot, but I like them. And I was like, we've got to take her home. Didn't know anything about her personality. We just adopted her. She was supposed to be my son's cat. My son was, I think, three or four at the time. And Buddy decided I was her person. So she ended up being my cat, even though we wanted my son to have that experience of growing up with, um, at that time, I think she was six months. So she wasn't a year yet, but she wasn't necessarily a kitten. So we wanted him to have that experience of having a pet and growing up with a pet. And Buddy decided, nope, I am super attached to Janine. And she has been attached to me since that day. And it's it's very obsessive. And I forgot how you put it, but a misunderstood personality. She definitely has one of those. Wait, I have to say, I like that term. I, I like that phrase. <laughs> I would like to say when I'm having a mood, I have a misunderstood personality. I'm not being, you know cranky or anything it's you guys misunderstand me but i love that so what about her personality is misunderstood so she's wants to be the alpha cat but she's also very scared of everything so if anybody comes over to the house she disappears she is and i say this jokingly but she's like my little stalker so i could be working in my office and just kind of glance out into the hallway and she's sitting in the hallway just staring at me. She has to know where I'm at at all times, unless she's finally deciding to take a nap. So she's just a little quirky and she'll deal with other people, but she just wants to be with me 24 seven. She wants to sleep with me. She wants to know where I'm at. It's not necessarily like she's a lab cat. She just needs to know where I'm at. And she's always just staring at me. So it's just kind of a joke. If I look up and I see her, She's just eyes set on me. She's all black, little black nose, little black black mouth. So you really only see those eyes. So cute. I love that she's obsessed with me and I'm obsessed with her. And I'm sorry that she didn't like my son, but she's mine now and that's okay. <laughs> you know, they do pick their persons. I mean, yes. Molly was supposed to be my cat, but it's she's like my husband's mistress. So, you know, it's... You know, <laughs> Can't be jealous of a cat, but, you know, I mean, can almost be. Okay, so Beverly, congrats on um, also being a winner of the Feline Generous Contest. You adopted Elvis. Tell us about Elvis. Well, Elvis is a little black kitty also, uh, just just like Janine's kitty. I've had Elvis since he was a tiny, tiny baby. I helped foster kitties from our local animal shelter. And when Elvis's mom had her litter of kittens, I brought them to my house to foster them. I said they were very, very tiny, just born, five babies. Elvis also has a sister named Priscilla. Imagine that, right? 
<laughs> as he was growing, he and Priscilla both were showing signs of, that they had something that wasn't quite right. And after a little bit of time, you know, three or four months, uh, we were able to determine that both of them actually were born with a CH, cerebellar hypoplasia. And Elvis has it worse than Priscilla does, but he has adapted beautifully to his shortcomings a little bit. And he's taught me a whole lot about patience and dealing with a cat that has a, a little bit of an imperfection, as you would say. And he's just, he's a wonderful cat, has a beautiful personality, and everybody just loves him. Beverly, what does that do to Elvis, that disability? This condition, uh, they're born with it uh, because their mommy contracted probably panleukopenia when she was uh, pregnant, and it stunted the uh, development of the brain in the kittens. So normally their cerebellum isn't fully developed, so it causes them to have neurological deficiencies. Elvis basically can't control his muscle muscle reactions very well. They're often referred to as wobbly kittens. If you've ever seen any, any kitties that have that wobbly head or uh, an unsteady walk or run, that, that's what Elvis has. His condition is, like I say, is probably moderate. He has learned to to get up on the furniture by pulling himself up with his front legs because he he can't jump with the back legs. So he's developed a lot of upper body strength in his in his front legs. But when he gets excited and wants to move faster than at a slow walk, he takes off trying to run and his legs just fly out from under him. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you so much for telling us about Elvis. I want to go, I want to ask both of you uh, this and let's start with Janine. Why did you decide to select an, uh, a perfectly imperfect cat when there's so many other cats there? What made you say, you know, I know this cat has, you know, something that makes them imperfect, but I can deal with it. So Janine, tell us first with Buddy, what made you decide to um, adopt her, even though she has a misunderstood personality? Well, I love that phrase. <laughs> a lot of it had to do with her being, I really think she was like one or two cats that were in the shelter at that time. And I love cats. So I think if there was any cat there, I might've just taken any cat, but she was there. She was cute. She was a black cat. And again, like I said, you know, just have that affinity towards black cats and had no clue what her personality was like. So once I got her and I knew what she was like, because it was a little difficult. It was challenging in the beginning because she did not want to be separated from me at all. So at night she was just waking me up all night long, wanting to, you know, just get love and and make biscuits and all that stuff. So there was no way I was going to get rid of her. So I didn't know exactly what she was like when I got her, but I wasn't going to get rid of her when I had her. You know, you just learn to adapt to how that cat is. And it's been fine ever since. I just know that she loves me to death and I love her to death. So there you go. Oh, thanks. Now, Beverly, <laughs> what made you decide to adopt Elvis, even though he has his condition? Well, you know, since I got him as a tiny baby, uh, he and his sister, I watched them grow up. I watched them learn how to deal with their disabilities. Okay. I have always made it a point to take in the, the least adoptable kitties that are at our shelter. Uh, I take in the ones that 
may not even ever leave the shelter, get adopted, like blind kitties, uh, kitties that have had cancer and had to have a, a limb amputated or have medical conditions that are going to require long-term care. So when I saw Elvis and Priscilla with their limitations, I knew I couldn't take them back to the shelter because I just didn't think anybody would, would take them and would give them the care that they need. Priscilla does pretty well on her own. Elvis, however, he has limitations and doesn't use the litter box normally like a normal kitty does. I have to help him a lot of times. So I knew that something that a regular person would not put up with, you know, that they just wouldn't. He's kind of like a baby. You have to clean him up after he goes to the litter box. And sometimes I, I try to help him. Now, he can't stand up when he, when he goes to the litter box. So I go in and I hold him up and you know, to try to help him adapt you know, to the litter box and, and to use it as a normal kitty would. Oh. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're speaking with the winners of the Arm & Hammer Feline Generous, two of the winners of the Arm & Hammer Feline Generous Perfectly Imperfect Shelter Cats, and the two winners were Beverly Pack and Janine Serate, and we're also speaking with Pam Johnson-Bennett, who's a cat behavior expert. So Pam, first half we talked to Beverly and Janine about their cats and why they chose to adopt Perfectly Imperfect Cats. Why should listeners do that? We have a lot of people listening that love cats on Catitude, obviously, and some have cats, some, you know, with cats, you can always add another one. So for everyone listening, there's, you know, people that have cats that are thinking about having cats that might consider, you know, let's add another one to the group. Why should they consider a perfectly imperfect cat? Well, when you think of a perfectly imperfect cat, it can be something like Beverly was just talking about what you know, the care she has to take. There are people who have the patience and can do that, but there are perfectly imperfect cats who maybe have vision problems or hearing problems or just something slight. Maybe they don't look the way other cats do, but nothing is different about their behavior. They still have so much love to give and adjust beautifully. So there's an opportunity to have love and whether you are looking at a cat who has maybe a misunderstood personality or has a physical disability or a cat who's older, I think the one thing is just realize, have a little patience and a lot of TLC to let that cat 
adjust to your home. It may mean it takes a little bit longer for a cat to navigate around and, and kind of learn and get their bearings. But cats adjust so beautifully. And as Janine's so beautifully said before, you know, they may need you initially in the beginning. It may seem as if they're very needy, but then they get very confident and get very comfortable once they realize, almost like they're taking a breath and going, wow, I'm home. And the love that they give is just, is amazing. And I just want to talk a second about misunderstood personalities. You know, people will label cats, you know, that, oh, that's a mean cat. Oh, that's a spiteful cat, or that's an aggressive cat. You know, you don't want to get that cat. But very often a behavior is because of a set of circumstances. It's not the cat. You know, maybe that cat was not treated well in a previous home, or maybe that cat is just very terrified in the shelter. And so he's reacting defensively. So don't overlook those cats because they've been labeled, quote unquote, give them an opportunity because even people who've adopted, I have clients who have adopted 17, 18, 19, 20 year old cats, and they can't believe how much love they get back. So just don't go in with that expectation of we're going to find the perfect cat. Find the cat that just, that there's a bond, there's a connection. I love that. So Pam, this is a new year. There's a lot of people that have decided, you know, for the new year, um, getting a cat. What are some tips that they should look for when looking for an imperfect cat and also where they could find imperfect cats? Well, the first thing is, if you have a family, if you, if you live with other people, you should really sit down and talk about what are your expectations? You know, what does everybody want? And what is your living situation? Do you have kids? Do you have other animals? So try to make a good match. And will you have, if you're going to take in a cat that has severe physical limitations, you know, do you have the patience to work with that cat? But I think if you go in prepared, the match will be there. It's about a love match. That's what it is. You know, there are so many times people go into shelters looking for a specific cat and they come out with a totally different cat because that was the love match. So know what your family's expectations are and what your limitations are. Do you have the time? And then the other thing is let the relationship develop. Don't be in a hurry to, okay, the cat isn't acting the way I expected. You know, a lot of times people may adopt a cat and feel like the cat should immediately recognize what good fortune he has, you know, being in this great home. Just be patient. You know, this is very overwhelming for cats, especially a cat who's maybe been in the shelter for many years. Just let him go at his pace and you'll see the development, you'll see the trust and and the love and the bond will will start there. So be patient, be open, know what your expectations are. And it's going to be a case of who rescued whom. It always is. I love that. <laughs> what about any tips where people can go? I'm saying this, but I'm thinking they're probably everywhere for perfectly imperfect cats. Are there certain shelters that are more likely to have them than others? Or is it just go? There's always some imperfect cats in a shelter. We do want to support our local shelter. So the place to start is your local shelter. But Arm & Hammer Feline Generous Program at felinegenerous.com, that is an online platform that that easily connects people to a network of local shelters. And what's great about it is Feline Generous 
focus is on perfectly imperfect cats, the cats who are overlooked. So if you don't know where to start, that's a great way to start learning about what cats are available and the, and the shelters in your area. It's also, if you can't adopt, because not everybody can, you can still help because through felinegenerous.com, they have shelter wish lists. You can make a, a product donation or a monetary donation. So even if you cannot give a cat a forever home, there's something you can do to help while that cat is waiting for their forever home. Absolutely. And I'd like to ask also, Janine, what would be your tip for someone that's considering adopting a perfectly imperfect cat? Well, I like the thought of you can kind of have an idea of what kind of cat you want, you know, personality wise or looks, but just be completely open if you go to a shelter and let that cat find you. And that's how I've found most of my cats in my life, the ones that seem to pick you or your family are going to be the best cats, regardless of if they're having, you know, a misunderstood personality or, or physical issues. It doesn't matter. And just have the patience. I've adopted enough cats in my life where as soon as I take them home, I'm like, okay, it's going to take two to three weeks, even a month for me to understand how they are, and for them to figure out how to live with me. It goes both ways. Exactly. Open mind, let that cat find you, and you'll have a forever friend. Thanks so much. Beverly, what would be your tip? I agree with what everyone has said. Uh, I'm the volunteer uh, cat adoption coordinator for our shelter. I help um, most of the folks who come in to look in adopting a cat. I do ask them, Basically, what they have in mind, uh, what kind of a cat are they looking for, age, size, sex, you know, everything, uh, color even, and uh, let them tell me what they have in mind that they're looking for. And I say, okay, great, got that in mind. I said, but I want you to do one thing for me here in, in the cat shelter. I want you to leave your heart and your mind open and visit all the cats in the building. And I let them go around to each room and visit all the cats. I said, if you leave your heart and your mind open, the right cat will speak to you. And it may not be anything at all like what you thought you wanted. And nine times out of 10, I find that most people will end up adopting a cat that is 180 degrees the opposite of what they thought they wanted when they first came in. That's so true. I love that, keeping your heart and mind open. So congrats to both Beverly and Janine for being two of the winners of the Arm & Hammer Feline Generous Perfectly Imperfect Shelter Cats contest. Congrats both. So Pam, besides being a spokesperson for the Arm & Hammer Feline Generous platform, you also are a cat behavior expert. Can you share with our audience where they can find out more about you? And also more about the Arm & Hammer Feline Generous. I know we touched on a little before, but why not again? Sure. I can be found at catbehaviorassociates.com. And there are a lot of articles on my website about behavior uh, because behavior is the single most reason cats get uh, relinquished to the shelter. And it's very sad. But I encourage people to learn more about the Feline Generous program by going to felinegenerous.com. And in addition to this wonderful campaign with the donation of $50,000 to the five shelters in total, Feline Generous has pledged 
to do this every year, 50,000, at least $50,000. So stay tuned for next year. I want to thank everyone so much for coming on Catitude and sharing your stories. And I am hoping there will be people out there listening that will say, you know, I need to adopt a perfectly imperfect cat too and have that love in my life. So thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I hope everybody enjoyed this show and I hope it gives you some great confidence to go out there, go to your local shelter, find that perfectly imperfect cat and give it a home. The bond could be so rewarding. You have no idea. And uh, thanks to my perfectly imperfect crew, Jethro and Charlotte, Dennis and Molly, and then Nikki, the dog. He's very imperfect. You have no idea. (laughs) Thanks to, again, to my guests for coming on Catitude. Thanks to everyone listening. I appreciate it so much. You can find more Catitude shows if you want to go to PetLifeRadio.com. All the shows are listed there, episode pages, so you can find some more information about each particular show. You can also find us, of course, on iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio. Those are kind of my favorites, especially Spotify. And um, I want to thank everyone so much for listening to Catitude and sending me all kinds of great messages. If you want to email, it's michelle at petliferadio.com and wishing everyone a wonderful 2023. And then, of course, I could not end this show without thanking my producer, Mark Winner, for making me and my guests sound amazing. So, hey, everyone, thanks again and Happy New Year. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.